Hello and welcome to the Believe You Can podcast. My name is Claire Fishenden and I'm your host. Thank you so much for joining me. I'm so excited you're here. I am a mum to a little girl called Ruby. I have a background in musical theatre and acting. I run my own online business and I'm so excited to be your host for this podcast because I'm all focused about transformation, overcoming obstacles, building self-esteem and confidence and just knowing that you, if you put your mind to it and you believe that you can, you can achieve anything. Hello and welcome to the Believe You Can pod. My name is Claire Fishenden. I'm so excited you've decided to click on and have a little listen to me. I have thought about doing this for such a long time and it's January 2021 And I thought, it's time to take the plunge and just do it. So Believe You Can is something that has always been in my thoughts and knowing that I had the possibility within me, if I believed that I could do something, I could do it. I could change a situation. I could feel better about myself. I could be successful in in a career or in a business or, you know, bringing up babies. Like Believing You Can is something that I just want to give you and inherit in you that it is possible to create anything when you believe that you can. So that's kind of where that started from. And this podcast is going to give you some inspiration. We're going to hear like transformational stories of people that have overcome adversity and and what shifted for them in their mindset for them to be able to do that. I want to bring loads of fun. I'm ginger. Um, I know you can't see that on the old, uh, through the old microphone here, but I am ginger and I I love being ginger, but when I was a kid, I didn't. You know, so to take you back, I was bullied at school for being ginger. And my surname is Fishingdon, which is, I mean, it's not the one, is it? Like ginger, fish, you know, you can imagine. And when you're young, those comments that now you'd laugh off and you think of banter, you don't really understand banter at that age, do you? But so that that time was quite not, I wouldn't say traumatic is a really strong word for it, but I didn't want to go to school sometimes. It was, it was really hard, but it taught me so much. And I'm so grateful for that experience. And, and that's the one of the things I've taken with me throughout life is just to be grateful for all of the different things that come our way, because I think there's a lesson in, in everything. And even the, the hard things, right? I read a book, um, a couple of years back, probably 2012, I read it actually, uh, by Jack Canfield called The Success Principles. It's absolutely incredible how to get from where you are to where you want to be. One of the things he talks about in that is event plus response equals outcome. So we can all have an event happen, but it's how we respond to that event that creates the outcome of that situation. So, you know, having positivity and raising your vibration and believing that you can have a different outcome, it it all starts there and, and has done so many times for me. So, yeah, so anyway, all I ever wanted to do when I was little was be a musical theatre performer. And I'm so lucky and honoured that I had the opportunity to do just that. I've worked on Mamma Mia, the show, both films, Sound of Music, a little bit of TV. I did a Banged Up Abroad episode. I wasn't the person that like actually got banged up. I was the actress that played the person that was banged up. So just to, for not any confusion or anything. And loved my career, but in between jobs, I was like doing all the other jobs, doing everything in between. It was really stressful. It's like a feast or famine kind of lifestyle. I mean, one that gives you amazing highs, but can also give you, you know, incredible lows and you're really judged on how you look and, you know, what your what your weight is. And, you know, there's so many facets to it. And, you know, and that's all my perception as well, because I was 
was I'm always been a person that's been up and down with weight. I'm like yo-yo and you know, and I'm now really passionate about self-care every day and focusing on nutrition and exercise and how you know, believing that you can do those things daily can improve your life. But it's taken me 37 years to to get to that point, right? And one of those reasons I think was because having a career in musical theatre, I went to an amazing college, learned an incredible work ethic at Arts Educational School of London. If anyone's wanting to do musical theatre, highly recommend it. So my glasses keep being a little bit low. Through the mic, you can't see that, but they uh, were falling off. So, you know, incredible work ethic and just knowing that, you know, if I wanted something, like it's a, you know, you're in the top 1% when you're performing on the West End stage, you know, you've got to, you've got to believe that you can do it. You've got to have that knowingness not that you're you know better than anybody else but just believe in your own confidence so I kind of built up this kind of imaginary armor that when someone said no to me no you're too ginger you do this you do that you know just to just to overcome that and just be like right what can I do like this is me this is who I am but can I modify and adjust to make myself put myself in a better position for the things that I that I want the roles that I want etc so yes so loved that um and in 2009 I had a massive turning point in my life. I was uh, about 25 and I basically had a mental breakdown, which was, yeah, like literally completely stopped my world. Um, Basically what happened is um, my partner at the time, who I adored and, you know, we were in a really great space, but unfortunately his dad got um, terminal cancer. We were living in a place in Brighton at the time and we moved him back in with his parents to help and support. And I absolutely loved that family so much, so, so much. And his dad meant the absolute world to me. And he did unfortunately passed away. And I just held my grief in, like, held it in so tight that pretended that I was okay because I wanted to support and be a good person and try not to, you know, it wasn't my dad. So how could I grieve? Not that anyone put those expectations, those limitations on my grief or anything like that at all. It was everything that I did to myself. And I held that grief in for six weeks. And then the family went away for the weekend um, for a celebration or something, but it was yeah it, yeah I can't even remember what it was actually oh my gosh my brain's gone but they went away and I stayed in the house on my own and um was reading this book now I'm not going to tell you the name of the book because if I'd have read this book at a time where I wasn't mentally low and had a lot going on in my head obviously something had switched and I wasn't I wasn't you know in a great place at all I might have read this book and it might have been absolutely fine but I read it at a time where I was in that dark space and this book was like, I'm going to call it faction, which is a cross between fact and fiction. So it really confused my mind because some of it I was like, oh my God, is that true? And I started researching and and then it just brought on loads of different things and it was quite a deep subject. So it brought up loads of different emotion. And then I started to have these weird thoughts intrusive thoughts I don't know if anyone's had intrusive thoughts I think we all have weird thoughts every now and then when like a random thought pops in and you're like oh my gosh that was like bonkers what where the hell did that come from you know like sometimes I think oh my god what would happen if I just threw my cup out the window or you know it's just like stupid stuff like that's a light-hearted version of it but this was quite this was quite dark and but what I had because my serotonin in my brain and I was just out of whack and the chemical imbalance had gone or what have you whatever it was I don't really know the technical term but that's how I kind of explain it is that and because I'm a really like I am like one of these people that I like what's right I really like 
you know, if I believe in something, if someone, I feel someone's been mistreated or anything like that, I'm just sure like, like you, you'd, I've got my middle name's Justice. I'm like, would be, I'd point it out. I want to, I want the right thing to happen. <laughs> my friend Charlie always says your middle name is Justice because you want the right thing. Yeah. So basically I, my brain kind of did something to me where it kind of, it, it would be like, why am I thinking this? Why am I thinking this? Oh my gosh, I'm thinking this and I'm thinking this. And then what my counselor explained to me at the time was that when I was doing that, I was bringing the more of the thoughts in that, you know, what you focus on grows. And, and that's what I was doing. I was focused on this negative, negative, negative. I was reading negative newspapers, watching the negative on the TV. I remember so clearly some incidents that happened at the time that literally blew my mind and made me like go down a rabbit hole of, you know, negativity and depression. And it was just a spiral. I was basically spiraling out of control was the only way to explain it. And because of that, my relationship broke down and that wasn't really for any other reason than that. It wasn't like we, you know, at the time didn't love each other. It just, it just, you know, unfortunately it didn't, it didn't survive that situation. At the time I was absolutely devastated by that. Like I couldn't even cope. I mean, the poor, poor guy, I think I phoned him every, every day for a year to try and like make amends, but I couldn't really make amends because I still wasn't in a great headspace um, at all. So I, then was doing Sound of Music, so which is a really hard thing, right? When you, it was my dream job. I was playing Liesl in Sound of Music. I was absolutely loving it, but I was trying to pretend that I was okay, but mentally I wasn't and struggled with that daily because I didn't have tools and tricks that I'm going to share with you throughout this podcast and throughout different episodes from today. But I will share a few with you today that have made such a difference in my life now. My sister then lent me a book called Peaks and Valleys. Um, it's by... Dr. Spencer, he's the, I always forget his middle name. He wrote the book, Who Moved My Cheese as well, which is a really great book. And yeah, so this book is amazing because it's a really simple book, really easy to read for anyone that's not in a great headspace. And basically what it did for me was it made me see that I was in a valley, but that was okay. And that there would be a peak in my life again. And I had to experience these valleys in life to really appreciate the peaks and, and those times. And, you know, if I really look back at that time, I wasn't looking after myself nutrition wise. I like was eating very little, which obviously then, you know, there's a connection between our gut and our mind. That was all out, not, not being supported. I now know what I know about the fact that, you know, my gut health and my microbiome, the bacteria in my gut wouldn't have been any good either. Cause I had a lot of antibiotics over my life and never taken any form of supplements to help and support that. You know, so it was, there was so many things going on, um, but I had incredible family support. And, you know, after reading that book, I kind of got myself out. I felt very bruised still three years later. So fast forward to 2012, I'd finished Sound of Music, did a panto, finished, bought a house, um, actually was with a new partner then and well, bought a flat. It was a flat, actually. I don't know why I said it was a house. It was one of those flats though. You think it's like a house. It feels like a house, but it's not. <laughs> but it wasn't a masonette either. Um, so, yeah. And then I couldn't, I was in a position where I was out of work and had nothing to do. There was no jobs to go to. In previous times, I'd worked in a bank, worked in a bar, done loads of different things. But this was like mid to end of the recession. And I just couldn't get any work. So then my friend Stuart asked me if I would hear about his business that he was doing. And um, it was a network marketing business. I didn't really understand it. To be honest, I was a little bit sceptical. I was an open-minded 
skeptic, if that makes sense. So I'm always up for hearing something, but at the same time, middle name justice, I've got to know it's good, it's ethical and all of those sorts of things. So I listened to what he said, you know, we had a few conversations, tried the products and absolutely fell in love with the brand and the ethics and the ethos. And I have built a business with that brand um, and been really successful with that company for the last nine years that fast forwards to today. And the reason I'm fast forwarding quickly on that is because that was the real beginning of my development journey and of that process of knowing that if you you know believe that you can if you believe that you can do something you can you're halfway there you're you know you're you've got that confidence within you and that conviction and that passion that that you can achieve things and it's only really now that I believe that in other facets of my life as well as in business and and things like that but you know like the power of I learned the power of goal setting and actually what I realized is that in my career, I remember so distinctly one day writing down that I wanted to be a lead in a musical. I wanted to be in a TV show, I wanted to be in a film. And, you know, I wrote this list. I wish I'd have been a bit more, gone into a bit more detail. And I just encourage you to write down what you want. Like, get it on a piece of paper because when you write it down, you're down, I think it's like you're over 80% more likely to achieve a goal when you do that. So that's part of believing that you can, right? It's just like, yeah. Anyway, so then, yeah, this personal development. So in the first sort of three months of my business, I read five books. I'm going to give you the five books that I read because they have made such a difference in my life. Number one was a book called The Secret by Rhonda Byrne, which is all about the law of attraction. And I just want to do a little disclaimer on that because I feel like there is there is a missing piece of The Secret slightly that you do have to do work. You have to put effort in. It's not like you can just go, I'm going to focus on what I want and then it arrives. You've got to hustle for it. You've got to put the effort in. So that's number one. Then there's a book called The Slight Edge, which talks about the daily principles, the daily things. You're either on the success curve or you're on the failure curve. What choices are you making daily? And that's by Jeff Olson. The third book was The Success Principles by Jack Canfield, you know, with that equation, event plus your response equals outcome. And it's got loads of loads and loads and loads and loads of goodies in there. It's got like 64 principles. He's interviewed the most successful people on the planet. Number four was Dare to Dream, Work to Win by Dr. Tom Barrett. Now that is specifically around network marketing. So if you don't do that or not, you know, on that vibe, then that might not be the book for you. Um, However, I do highly recommend it. And then The Business of the 21st Century, which is incredible. And actually that's by Robert Kiyosaki. Um, He wrote the book also Rich Dad, Poor Dad, I read at the time as well, which is amazing. He's Oh, he's incredible. He's an incredible businessman. But he actually talks about how network marketing as an industry was something that he was really skeptical of, is incredible. And it was totally different to what he, what he thought it was, which is pretty much most people's view once they actually, you know, hear the full information. And it definitely was mine. Um, but Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Oh, my gosh, if you haven't read that, you've got to read that. So my point is, I just want to put a little disclaimer on the fact that I had never read Apart from that Peaks and Valleys book, which helped me, that was like two years before. I hadn't read anything other than Fifty Shades of Grey and Harry Potter. I think once on holiday I read A Boy Named It, which with my mental health state, it's never a good thing to read like books that are kind of about trauma in you know, in children and all of that sort of stuff. But at the time I was okay, is he fine? I could read that then and it didn't affect me. But anyway, so those are my books. And my habit that I created was reading five to 10 pages of these books a day. So um, I probably read a few of those quicker at that time, but really we can read a book a month. 
work out the pages on the book, divide it up, you can do that. And it's all about how the quality of the time that we're spending and really focusing on that. There's also Audible. I love Audible for um, audiobooks. And I learned that what I put into my mind was, would come out, would would show up, would manifest in in my life. Like, because what you focus on grows, but it's just that thing of just knowing that if we're focusing on the news and, you know, and I'm not saying be ignorant to what's going on, you know, it has been a wild year, let's let's put it in that way. And there's so much and so much sadness and so much, you know, all of that stuff. But some of the things like watching the news every two minutes isn't going to serve me, isn't going to make me show up the best in the world that I can. And the reason that I'm doing this podcast is I want you to know that if you believe that you can, you can. You can change a situation. You can feel more confident. You can feel empowered to, to do something different, to step out of your comfort zone. And that you know, positivity makes a huge difference in the world and you can be the light for so many people. So I hope that kind of me telling my story and, you know, being completely open and vulnerable and it actually, it it boggles my mind that I was actually that person once, you know, that I was really down and went into the darkest places. And, you know, the reality of it was that I was, you know, I was suicidal. I, I was, I... Yeah, I mean, my sister, I remember my sister got married on September the, I think it was September the 4th. And I'd planned that I was going to jump in front of a train on September the 5th. Like, because I didn't want to do it before her wedding. I thought that was really unfair. So I'd do it after, like, you know. And I really thought before I understood mental health and feelings of suicide that I just couldn't understand it. I felt like, why would somebody do that? Not that it was selfish, but I just like, why, why? And I've got... I've got an actual jumper on that says why, which is really weird. I didn't actually mean to have that on. Like, why would they do that? And then what I want you to know is if you or anyone that you know is feeling really low and needing that support and having any kinds of intrusive or suicidal thoughts that you need to speak up. It's one of the biggest things that I did that made a world of a difference to me was actually just speaking the truth of what I was thinking. I was really worried that I would be judged and what would people think. And But you know, there are people that love you and you you can reach out to the Samaritans and that they can help. I've also got an incredible um, lady that I work with. She's kind of like a coach from, from a counsellor to a mindset to business. Oh, she's just epic. Her name's Aikila Paul, White Stag Coaching. And the reason that I recommend her is I just feel like she's transformative. She works in in change, in really changing kind of where you are and where you're at. But I am no means anyone, you know, I, you know, and I also think we need to protect our energy as well in the sense of, you know, if you are supporting someone, you need to be supported too. You know, my family were amazing and, and you know, I had the support. I actually was on medication for a short period of time because, you know, I needed to get out of that situation and I was open to doing anything to make myself better. I think deep down in my heart, I knew I never would go through with it, but that was my like plan. And then I would speak through my plan and say, this is what I'm, this is what I want to do. And, you know, at the time my counselor would help me through that and my family. So like back in February, before the pandemic kicked off, I was absolutely floored by Caroline Flack. I don't know if any of you can relate to that. I literally it just stopped me in my tracks and I, I went down a little bit of an obsessive kind of thing about it 
because it just it she reminded me of me in a way like I I didn't have the celebrity status or anything like that but she just seemed so bubbly and like just a good person on the outside that's what we saw but obviously internally we're all all got our own things going on and I just want you to you know, know that that's okay. And we are in a time where we need to support each other as human beings. And that is the reason I'm doing this podcast, because I want you to know that we can, we can do anything, we can support ourselves, we can get the help, we can do the daily habits, we can do affirmations and visualizations and meditation, which all of the things that I will talk about on this and I thought was a bit woo woo before, like I literally did, I was like affirmations, are you joking? I'm not saying positive statements to myself, like who even does that? But the thing is, is that there are things that we can have in our toolbox, so to speak, that can support us through different things and, you know, that we can have a transformation. And if you believe you can, you are totally halfway there. So just wanted to say as well that I am a mom to a little girl called Ruby, who is amazing. I live in Neon Sea with my partner, Rob. And you know what? Something has taught me about this time is just to be so grateful for the small little things and we've had so many more adventures and walks and fun stuff that we've done because we've not been able to do other stuff that those times are magical and so I think it's just yeah just sitting in the gratitude sometimes and just knowing that yeah I just feel super grateful and Ruby I'm sure will feature at some point on my podcast because she's hysterical like I don't know how a three and a half year old has got that kind of personality I'm sure all of your three and a half year olds have the same but you know when it's your own kid you're like oh my god this is so funny but yeah that is my first episode I cannot wait to see you on the next episode make sure you join me and I appreciate you all so much and I just know this is going to be an incredible journey and I hope in a small way this might have resonated with even just one person if it makes a difference that's why I recorded this podcast thank you so much and look forward to speaking to you soon